Fair no, enough. no, no. Tell us what you actually feel about you two in the end. I get off this fence. <laughs> And welcome to Injury Time Podcast. Today we actually have a very special guest in uh, Mr. Mick Collin. Not the boxer. No, no, please keep the, <laughs> keep the facade alive. <laughs> I, had, I had that written in my hand to jump in with that joke. Fuck you. Yeah, we, were all, we were all waiting for it. I'm the comedian who's wishes Koopy. It's low hanging fruit, it's too easy to do. Oh my god. Meg, welcome to the podcast. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Meg, for, thanks for the tea, too. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll do your, your normal thing, which is what hopefully we're going to do, uh, do when we get guests on. Is uh, Please state your name for the record on the uh, team that you unfortunately call. Uh, my name is Mick Cullen. Uh, I've been sober for uh, 48 <laughs> hours. And, uh, the team I support is Newcastle United for my sins, but the team I love is FC St. Pauli. Which will be part of story time later on. Something yeah. I'm always interested in as well. Um, how do you end up at Newcastle? From uh, love is to be it, entertained and crave disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, thanks to Jordan for more toilet paper. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Okay, Sunderland top today. I hey, as Sunderland tops go, this is a lovely one. Did you buy that online? Uh, from ClassicFootballShirts.com Yeah, because there's one thing I always noticed being a Newcastle fan growing up was trying to get a kit in Belfast with yeah. nylon if possible yeah. and then Sports Direct opened and I went well Meg Eisley on Sports yeah. Direct still couldn't get a top <laughs> but then it was alright because all Newcastle fans boycott Sports Direct yeah, yeah. Like, a cunt, so yeah. like I was fast to win there. She's bad all night. DH kit for eleven quid. That's how you do. Yeah, uh, I'm the exact same. Going up trying to find a West Ham kit. I remember I was in. I can't remember what store it was, but it was like somewhere down in like in a skillin somewhere, and there was a West Ham keeper top from like yeah. 2005, and I was like, it, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I was reading from Anna. This was actually in 2016. <laughs> Who's sponsored 2005? Uh, job serve. Class. Oh, that's, that's, that's how long that's it was. was. Jeez, I think uh, was that Michael Carrick and Joe no, Cullen? no, 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 no. It was it was uh, Anton Ferdinand, Nigel oh, Ray Coker, right? That, yes, that, that kind of era, right? Oh, no, really? That's mental. Newcastle, you are one of three Newcastle fans I know. Many do you know? Uh, Belfast. It's funny. More, I I, I see more than I know. Um, I, I went to Tesco the other day and a taxi driver pulled up but North Belfast Taxi Company they don't have a uniform and he got out of the driver's seat in a Newcastle top but we're, because of the times we live in I didn't feel like I could approach him <laughs> and go alright mate what's happening and then like recently like, there's so there's been a couple of instances like that there I saw there's another football club which we can talk about called Clapton Community FC mm-hmm. and they're like basically the London version of St Pauli they're very much like uh all the way tolerance and the all the bad shit. Mm-hmm. Shy of football too. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Well, they don't even play in the, the league. They play in the Middlesex uh, County League. Uh, they're shocking, but it's great. They're great. But the thing is, they still get like four hundred people. It's more than football. Turn up to their stadium. Yeah, it's more than the stadium to their field. But they're so passionate. But like, I saw a girl wearing a Clapton, a really good-looking girl wearing a Clapton top, walking down like the Hampton Road about a month ago. Marry me? <laughs> no, but I went to toot my horn to go. Yeah, yeah but then I went. No, because if I took my... No, I literally look perfect. So now I don't know. This could have been the woman of my dreams. And I've never seen her since. So then, yeah, all I have to say is fuck COVID for ruining my happiness. Is, is you that, took my job and my chances for love. 
Is is that why you've got a podcast now, just to try and find this woman? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, it's just to get me out of the house, really. Uh, that's smart. So Gavin makes nice coffee, so it's the only reason. Mick uh, is part of a fantastic, uh, I would say, Belfast, at least fourth best violin and guitar duo. Ah, it, se- it seems we've spawned it. We've <laughs> well, spawned the niche. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, no, I get people message me going, "Here, this is Valen and Guitar Duo doing your set." And I went, "I highly fucking doubt it." And they're like, "Why?" <laughs> and I was like, "Because there's nobody I know plays guitar like Gavin Ferris. So there's yeah. no chance they're doing our set." <laughs> they can probably do what I can do. Like, man's all smoking mirrors, but no, he's yeah. the one with the actual talent. I just, I, I always say, I sweep up and make the tea. <laughs> You're like the edge of the violin world. Fucking oh, god, that guy. He's not even a guitarist. Somebody get some guy. Back Backstage, just doing stuff for him. Oh yeah, it is easy because yeah. you're just like, oh, that guitar sound changed. It's just as we really sit like, wait for it. <laughs> I, I, I remember the day I truly fell in love with Bill Bailey was when he did that Crisis at a YouTube bit. Oh yeah, yeah, that is a great. Part. And it's fun. Like I always love Bill Bailey because I pretty because he's, he's, he's a funny musician more than he's anything else. But when he did, I was like, you're just a genius. That, that was really funny. It's like a, a catastrophic uh, malfunction at a YouTube concert, and he's playing like Mary Had a Little Lamb or something yeah. like that. Do you know the genius of that bit? It's Bill Bailey's actually controlling the effects. Yeah. So all he he's actually the one creating that sound on stage, and then he touches the button to switch it off. Yeah. The edge wouldn't even know where the button is. <laughs> he still needs something. So the guy who came out to fix it, in inverted commas, he wasn't. He literally didn't do any observers for show. Yeah. That's how shit the edge is. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell us what you actually feel about you two in the end. I get off this fence. <laughs> so this week in sport. Do you want to start with uh, a different sport rather than football for a wee change? Yes. Yeah. So uh, the GAA Ulster Championship. Okay. Okay. So that, that's still football. You yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'm trying. I'm are sorry. There, I'm trying. Sorry. Are there any Protestants or Americans? <laughs> so uh, Permana were playing down in Permana. Uh, down ended up winning one fifteen to. Do you say zero eleven or just just eleven points? Just eleven points. Is that is that it? Yeah, you yeah. Point, you yeah. Just I, did I do it? Did I? You got it. Did I do it? Zero eleven. That's very pessimistic to include that they didn't score a goal. Well, no goals, eleven <laughs> points for players. And how 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 many points do you need to get the one? What the one is a goal? Yeah, so a goal is worth three points. So, so you have to do maths every time you watch a game. Yeah, so you have to hit it over the crossbar three times to get no. You hit it into the net and you get one. Which is a goal, which uh-huh. is worth three points. But when you're adding those scores together, so down scored one fifteen. Yeah, so eighteen, 18 points. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I get, it. I get. It. Yeah, okay. actually, I have no idea. What so I'm what they about. do is when they're watching the TV, they just put up like one eighteen or one fifteen, whatever mm-hmm. the score is. But BBC, because obviously they're trying to explain it to people, they yeah. sometimes they have a little one in brackets that shows you the total. Like, does the maths for you? It's <laughs> oh very funny. Oh, the threats. Um, so then, how many single points do you have to score to get? Uh, a goal equivalent or is that not the a thing? 11 the 11 is just one so over the bar is one into the net is three that's just how you're working okay but then if you score like you can for example score 47 points can you or does it I mean Dublin have probably done it against a few people but <laughs> yeah, that could be a thing I think um, I've played in a few teams that have conceded 47 points since <laughs> something happened to me uh, this is a learning curve I like this um, and Cabin were playing Antrim Cabin won 13 to 9 
I guess. Yes, uh, Antrim did what they always do, which is give their fans hope and then completely die off in the second half. Yeah, they're a wee bit shy of them then. Um, or am I speaking out of turn? They're more of a hurling county, which, mm. is, which I think is the excuse that Antrim fans have been using for the last 140 years. So just thugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so have I think the, the last time they were in Ulster final, about 10 years ago, they got well beaten by Tyrone, but they've never won an Ulster Provincial and they've never won an All-Ireland in football. They were in the... All Ireland hurling final in 1989, but Tipperary hammered them. Because Tipperary and Cork and Kilkenny are the three major hurling counties, right? Yes, they're they're um, monster based. Now my grandfather was an Ireland fan. He was from Lisburn. Um, they got beaten the All Ireland final in 1989. He died in 1990. And I'm not saying Adam killed him, but it, the, it, it may have been a he was a perfectly healthy man. Connected dots. Uh, Might have been. I mean, <laughs> Otherland symptoms have been another man. Otherland symptoms have been another fan. No, he was 90 years old too, that, but that's, but yeah, I don't yeah. feel like that's anything to do with it. <laughs> um, so the semi finals uh, this Saturday and Sunday are Donegal against your beloved Armagh. Yes, that's my top for the day, is my 2002 All Ireland winners Armagh keeper top. It's very nice. And more on the day, it still fits, because, <laughs> but the only reason it still fits is because GA jerseys used to be parachutes. <laughs> that's such a humble flex that it yeah. still fits me after fucking pandemic. Lockdown, uh, and Kavanagh are playing down on Sunday. So I was going to say more fits me still after seventeen years. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, that does us for GAA. Um, there's no hurling going on at the minute, is there? Uh, hurling is on, but it's it's mostly down the country. Yeah, so, so that's, that's more Munster. Yeah, uh, Leinster. Yeah, Corker playing Tipperary on Saturday. Yes, so, so that's, they, that's, do, they that's do a draw, game. so um, the football championship is a straight knockout, whereas the Harlem championship, because there's less teams competing in it, has mm-hmm. what we call a backdoor system. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we talked about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, so that, that's what's going on down there, but um, yeah, this weekend I'm raging because I'm actually working. Now, I don't are probably a much better team than Armagh, mm-hmm. but as an Armagh fan, we have to be... Optimistic. Optimistic. Uh, but Armagh do the special, which is what Adam do, which is a great first half and then just make you absolutely sweat. Like they were they were playing Derry a few weeks ago, they were seven points about half time. Mm. Ended up winning by having two points. It should sweat was just running and shocking my arse for <laughs> half an hour. It's terrifying. I'm just sorry to stand her up. That collar looks like that jersey's a lot older than it should be. This bad boy? Yeah, you're saying it's what, 2002? It looks like it could be like 94. It's because it has this as well. Mm. It has the 1984, uh, is it Hernan Campos, the Mexico goal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was a year old when that World yeah. Cup happened. This jersey, this jersey was like £17 in the oh. right, whatever I got. Sorry, oh. it's not the Liverpool collar. Oh yeah, yeah, that Mental. Um, so yeah, uh, that's uh, Ga for the weekend, I guess. Well, that's that's Ga and Ulster. If you're listening, to, <laughs> if you're listening to this anywhere outside of the north, sorry, but also fuck. Yeah, so, exactly. And the big one actually this week was uh, Cork beat Kerry and hadn't done that since 2012 in the Monster Championship, and it was with the last kick of the game. Two guys who formerly played AFL, the ball dropped in high. One guy knocked the other dude out of the road. I don't think it was a foul, it was just two big strong guys. Mm-hmm. Caught the ball and buried it in the net with literally the last kick of the game. Cork were down by two points, I think. And they ended up winning by a point. It was hey. fucking Stormer. <laughs> oh, uh, and apart from that, is that is there was no other kind of big upsets? No, I think, I think that's no. the roundup. That, that was the main one. Anyway, the rest mm. of the championship is ticking along nicely. Um, it's actually, it was actually quite nice because all the uh, highlights and stuff like that are on the... Uh, is it RK? No, GAA uh, YouTube page, and yeah. it's actually really nice, like set out. So, shout out to those guys, I guess. 
was brilliant. Right before we started recording, we just talked about him. I keep saying shout out his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's my homage. Yeah, we've got the tiny mix of influencer as well. <laughs> like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. So moving on to the uh, Guinness Pro Twelve in uh, Rugby Union, Ulster won uh, on Monday night, forty points. Glasgow's 15 mm. it was decent enough we win uh, Edinburgh and Cardiff uh, 18-0 uh, Cardiff's second loss in a row yeah also beat them the week before yeah, that it, was, it was a much tighter game yes the 40-15 was good because of, well, it was a home game as well exactly yeah. I, the place I work in some of the Ulster players come in and they were saying that when they went to Cardiff last week their flight got delayed so they were supposed to leave at 9 in the morning be in Cardiff for like 10 go to the hotel relax for a few hours so they had a hotel but they weren't even checking in they were just like they had like a team room they could use so you go in there'd be a bit of food there physio was there get her all done then go to the stadium the flight got delayed they arrived in Cardiff at 3 o'clock went straight to the stadium played the game and then got straight back on a flight back to Belfast <laughs> so they were saying they were sitting basically just in Belfast airport for 6 hours waiting for a plane to arrive oh, Jesus. we've done all done that in like Singapore airport waiting for the connection to Australia yeah, the, the, 10 hour, the 10 hour connector like oh man that's yeah but I didn't have to play a game yeah. when I got there all I had to do was like sink 6 pints and call it a night <laughs> um, so yeah but group A in the Pro 12 or Pro 14 sorry is actually quite tight because um, uh, like I didn't wa- I, I'm not that well up in like rugby but uh, first are Leinster with 25 points and then second are Ulster with 23 and then there's huge fucking drop off between the Osprey uh, between Ulster and Ospreys because Ospreys only have 9 points so is it just like Ulster and Leinster are playing really well or do they not give a fuck about this uh, is there like a league as well no no from this chap from this sort of the way they work in the league is because it's been all fucked up with Covid like everything like all football all sports mm-hmm. it's um, I think they're going to finish this league up and then they get very little time off and then it starts with next year's league oh, right. so that's happening there's a lot of knock on I think if you look at we're, I mean we're going to talk about the Premier League next mm. it, it's the only one that just went right we'll just come back and tidy up as many fixtures as we can uh-huh. but now as well there's a lot of football completely compacted especially if you're what, if you support a team that's in Europe yeah exactly yeah that was one of the talking points I had about this week in Europe and in the Premiership um, but yeah so that was uh, the Rugby Union for this week moving on to Tuesday night's Champions League action did you watch any of the games guys? I only saw some of the goal highlights yeah I only watched Next the highlights one, what, what game did you go for? oh no I just watched the highlights I, mean, I, I don't watch full, only get full games of football I watch in Newcastle and I don't even know why I do that <laughs> Because you hate yourself, that's why. Yeah, it must be, yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I just caught the highlights. Uh, I thought Liverpool were clinical. Yeah, the great uh, 5-0 win uh, away at Atalanta with a fucking uh, Jada scoring a hat-trick. Yeah. Like, he just 100% on form with Salah and Mane scoring as well. Um, and this was what I was saying like last week. Uh, it's definitely not the case with uh, the next game we're going to cover the United game but um, <laughs> sorry I, I did watch that I did watch that one. Uh, <laughs> but is, is it uh, a case I'll ask you this Mick um, do you think it's a case that um, the Premiership teams uh, are just that good because the past few games uh, people like United winning 5-0 against Leipzig uh City uh, winning against Porto, uh, Liverpool with the Atlanta game and the Michelin game, uh, all racking up the goals and keeping clean sheets. Is it a case that the Premiership is just that much better, or is it just completely circumstantial that you know we're going through a pandemic and all these teams are struggling as well? I think it's definitely the latter. Yeah. Look at the Premier League table. Yeah. Even if it was it for thirty minutes, yeah. Spurs were top of the league. Yeah. You know, Southampton 
What are they doing? Yeah, Leicester, 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 Leicester it, now. It's nuts. Um, I don't know. It's it's definitely it's it, it was weird because there was like that when Ollie was interviewed after was it last not last weekend the weekend before whenever United uh, they'd lost again at home or something. Yeah, like, and he was like, and he was going, oh, because there's no fans in here, and you could just see, you could imagine Roy Keane sitting up <laughs> upstairs in the gantry going, mate. Your players play for Man United. They shouldn't need fans. Yeah, to get, they, exactly. Because he—that's the thing. He, that's the one thing he didn't say about being motivated. He was like, "They get paid a fucking fortune. Mm. That should be all the motivation that they need." Mm. Like I like the NBA playoffs were phenomenal, and there was mm. no crowd. Yeah. Like these, like LeBron James played some of the best basketball of his career. He didn't need guys in the audience. He didn't need a crowd. He went out there and did his shit, and a lot of a lot of guys did. So Ali coming out. Ollie, like he's full of shit even whenever the the, the wonder the weekend and he yeah. still came out and went oh we were set up to fail because we yeah. played on Wednesday and it's now Saturday yeah. and you're like fuck up Ollie be <laughs> graceful be graceful in victory <laughs> but no instead of going to sit there and, you're given next week's excuses yeah. you, you got right. the wrong you got the wrong uh, cue cards there mate you know what I mean I, I would say from that as well watching those teams whenever like oh there's fatigue and travel I'm like you have probably the access to the best yeah. sports therapist my you know um, physios in the world and you're telling them boys like go home 10 hours sleep in here in the morning you get a rub down it'll be a nice bath like yeah. this is not this is not you going playing a Saturday league match and being, being in work Monday going I am fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I do I do feel like the fans do have a factor not being there I mean there's certain, there's certain places you go where if you're an away team the fans can be intimidating yeah yeah um, and sometimes teams are maybe it's showing people up like Man United have been even worse than than people thought they had been over the last few years now because there are no because they always had the backup of the fans like yeah. those people would go to Old Trafford and go ah oh, Jesus you know we're going to struggle here but yeah. now, now teams are going if I don't get three points at Old Trafford it's a bad day Yeah. and so maybe maybe the lack of fans are exposing not just United other other teams mm. you know, well, not, not Newcastle we've been shit <laughs> <for a long laughs> time. we discussed that there is no longer as such thing as a home game yeah it's yes. just a game yeah, that was the thing as well. Like NBA, the NBA, the, you played for the best seed you could throughout the season, so you get home court advantage in the playoffs. But then the, the season hadn't finished, but they had to finish the season before they got to the playoffs for like TV uh, uh, deals to be uh, fulfilled. It was all money. It was all money. Yeah. They, had, they had to play a certain amount of games. And I was like, oh, this will get you home court advantage. Like, but I don't need home court advantage because there's no fans. It literally doesn't matter. We're literally all playing in the same court every single day. There was like, th- like three courts set up at Disney World. And then they'd have a game on in the morning. Or in the afternoon, on in each one, and then they play another, like another mm-hmm. one in the evening. It was like, well. yeah, it's the same with the NHL playoffs this year too. It all happened in like Toronto. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the other Tuesday match, Man City three 0 against Olympiacos. Not much to say about this yeah. game. Your man Torres, uh, Gabriel Jesus, and Joao Cancelo all found the net for City. Well, uh, someone's been practicing their player names. Having a <laughs> having a nap. Um, <laughs> moving on to Wednesday now. Darren, I'll let you take the lead here. The Bashak Shear to United one. So pretty much the whipping boys of that division were playing Man United, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, <laughs> I make celebrating in the corner here. Newcastle legend. <laughs> yeah, Denver Bad. <laughs> Yeah, Demba Ba. Um, I was just thinking, this is probably like a penance United fans have to pay for Demba Ba scoring against Liverpool when Stevie G slipped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's <laughs> for, for really enjoying that one. Yeah, 
number one, I'd never heard of that team, and then number two, whatever, was like. It's Dembaba. I thought it was a fucking highlight show. Yeah. I'm like, to be fair, what? I did. But I saw the result that night. Oh, I was like, what? what was that nah, for? sure. He not reti- is he not running for office? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's now he's president like, of Mozambique. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's 35. But to be fair, him, great run. They had the pace. Yeah, yeah. Said he was the two defenders. How the fuck he was managed that? He had a right back and a left back. Centre backs obviously pushed to the field, and I was like, mm-hmm. what? Right, so if he's on there on his own, you know not to stand in your right yeah. position. Move into the middle until your cover comes. So yeah, it was just madness. And actually, lovely ball that your man played him. He played it very smartly. He was onside in his half and he took off. Yeah, But it was 12 um, minutes in. Mm-hmm. Why was everybody in their box? Hey, uh, they wanted the early lead and yeah, they yeah, fucking didn't get it. Yeah, you know, that's like whenever I used to play f- my football manager and just play 0-0-10. <laughs> just like, you know, in the last 10 minutes, just to push everybody forward to go home. But it was, um, yeah, no, 2-1, especially. Actually, after like, I felt like such a fucking step back to beat PSG. Yeah, PSG. <laughs> and and Leipzig. Leipzig. I know. Because this is what got us. That result, the PSG result, was what got me and him talking about the Premier League being better. Because we were yeah. looking at the PSG team sheet yeah. versus United team sheet. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That we beat them. No, I just I I think it's more. I think there are just some players who just don't. They just need the fans there. To actually be motivated, which is ridiculous, they have much money to get. Mm-hmm. Well, the one, the one that fucked me off, um, which was just during the week, it wasn't specific to the game, was uh, when Paul Pogba said he was out of breath. And I was like, you were literally paid to be if fit. If you don't have COVID, yeah. your, shut your Your own. job <laughs> is to be fit enough to run. It's a good excuse for me. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. my lungs not working properly. Like, well, me all. too. But I'm just gonna take my hair out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads, you just got around me there. <laughs> but like, even like Roy Keane, like got led into Aguero's, and now he looks like he's put a wee bit of weight on. Like, uh, maybe he has, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But these um, things, these things don't get addressed. Yeah, true. Uh, moving on, the other game on Wednesday, uh, another uh, Premier League uh, clean sheet and victory for Chelsea. Uh, two goals by Timo Werner and Tammy Abraham getting the third and another clean sheet for Mendy. Can I just point out, are Chelsea great in Europe and just the mediocrity leaks out of them in the Premier League? I think so. I, I genuinely think so because they, they're my outside. Like, I, I'm, they're the ones I'm picking for the Champions League this year. Yeah, they have that very... I mean, I, I know like, there's no such thing as like an English team and a foreign team. Oh, that's just done with now. But their team does seem to be set up yeah. for continental play. Because mm. even like even even though the Premier League, like, you'd be lucky to get more than two English players on a Premier League side. Yeah. But they're still when they play a Premier League match, it still feels like they're playing English football. But when they go abroad in Europe, I think I yeah, Chelsea, especially Werner, like what a signing! Uh, he, yeah. It took him a couple of games really to find his feet, but he's flying. I, I thought it was going to be something like you know a Torres. Or or uh, um, what's your name? The guy's name, uh, Morata. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be like that, where I was like, okay, this is going to be a shake signing. No, he's, he's yeah. It took, as you said, it took him a wee bit of time, but he has fucking hit the ground running. Plus, like. Tommy Abraham as well. Yeah, he's he, fast. He, he used his his time away on loan that he had yeah, to Villa. He's yeah. turning into a really good player. Like, yeah, really yeah. Nice. He really is going to be going for top box if they sell him. Like, yeah. Uh, moving on to Thursday, uh, there was a fucking load of games. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just firing. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to fire through them. Fire results, uh, we'll, we'll just pick a challenge. Uh, Benfica were lucky to get a draw against Rangers, three three in Benfica. Um, Celtic got absolutely destroyed, four uh, one by Sparta Prague at home. Leicester four nil against Braga. Uh, Arsenal four one against. Is it Modal? Mold. Mold. 
Norwegian. Well, I think no, they're are they not? No, they're Danish, are they not? I'm not sure Peter Schmeichel's there for that. No, no, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is from Norway. That's right. Norwegian, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lugrets uh, lost three one uh, away to Spurs. No, at home to Spurs. Here, Rangers. The, what yeah. a result! Like yeah. 3-3 three, three against uh, and I've actually I haven't written like, down I any of the notes yeah 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 no I mean I don't like Salvag either but I hate Rangers yeah but it's like oh my god yeah like, it's uh, crazy like they're playing they're playing well yeah it? and they were really lu- uh, they were really lucky Benfica to get the draw there because they scored in the 91st minute as well mm. to uh, equalise 2-3 who, who was it beat Celtic again uh, Sparta Prague Sparta Prague well Sparta Prague are made yeah, appearances in Champions League before and right. you know Europa yeah. League they're, they're a European team obviously from their so, country but Celtic haven't been decent in the Champions League since Nakamura yeah, yeah exactly those, was like, those it Barcelona was it 2-1 uh, yeah, 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 I think he scored a free kick against Barcelona yeah, and he all, uh, that goal against United was class yeah. the free kick um, but he's had a thriving career in WWE ever since serious <laughs> no 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 yeah, <laughs> wait a minute no who was that German keeper that used to play for Hoffenheim that went to the WWE oh, oh you know what I'm talking about oh, how quick he never you know, he never had a he never had a breakout career oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he did wrestle though didn't he Oh, well, I think they doing? tried him out in NXT and it never really worked because mm. that happens with a lot NXT seems to be where they go right actually what we'll do is we'll just get a load of athletes in mm. and see if we can make them into wrestlers see what the crack is you know okay keep, moving, keep, keep talking I'm Googling <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on moving on to Friday yes. uh, we will yes it is um, it. Uh, Southampton against Newcastle now uh, whenever I think about fixtures like these I feel so sorry for the away fans that have to go to that have to go up to Newcastle or down to Southampton yeah because it is in the Premiership, it is the longest uh, road trip to get there and back again. Isn't Plymouth. It? Well, it is the, in, the, in, the in the football league. I think Plymouth. Oh. Plymouth is Plymouth yeah. The Berwick, I think, is the longest. It's like the English football league. But for in terms yeah. of like teams this year, um, yeah, it was fucking two 0 defeat uh, to Newcastle. Which is <laughs> and I'm talking to you like it's your fault. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, oh. Mick, this is your performance review. Yeah, yeah I just need to talk to you. Yeah. No, but it's uh, uh, Steve Bruce got the job when Sunderland he had legend. The <laughs> Newcastle's greatest performance <laughs> against Sunderland in the last decade has, was against Sunderland when Steve Bruce was the manager. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, call that an insane job, if you will. If he has a journey. <laughs> But he, he has the worst winning percentage in Premier League history out of any manager we've ever had. Shit. So why he got the job is because Rafa basically told Meg Ashley he was full of shit. Yeah. And Rafa wanted to run him, or Meg Ashley wanted to run him. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, people go, oh, but Steve Bruce did well last season. No, he didn't. Yeah. We were still just as shit. It's just Rafa did it with a bit of dignity. Yeah, and especially going from someone like Rafa Benitez to yeah. Steve Bruce is just yeah. And then like, they go out, they go out and sign a player like Alison Maxwell, who is like every time he gets the ball, I get I I just remember when I started supporting Newcastle, like when Jim Nolo would get the ball mm-hmm. and just start running a player, and, and he, you were like, were he was phenomenal to watch. Mm-hmm. And then we went, we moved on to players like Lauren Robert and. Had and Ben Arfa, those left footed players that we used to get from France, unbelievable. Mm. And just, but, and uh, Sam Maxwell seems to have respect for Steve Bruce. He seems to really, really like him. I'm sure he's a lovely fella. Yeah. He's one of my all time favourite Premier League defenders. Mm. Him and Gary Pallister are. 
top five defensive duos in Premier League history for me. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely brilliant. But he's a shite manager. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. And then Newcastle fans get grief, oh he's ungrateful. And then that gobshite Rio Ferdinand comes on because Meg Icy sells his sports clothes in his shop and he def- he's like, Oh Newcastle fans are ungrateful. They should be thankful. Like, no, 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 no. Meg Icy runs the club like a business, which fair enough he is a businessman. Mm-hmm. I get that. But he banked on get, he always banks on getting relegated to get that parachute money because he takes the money out of the club and puts it in. He goes and buys House of Fraser. You know, he, he goes and puts it into other investments. He doesn't put it back in the Newcastle. Yeah. And then the take the takeover, Jesus Christ. Do you know why that didn't happen? Because the top six are wanting to break away and do their own European Super League. Because if Newcastle had been bought over, they'd have been ten times richer than Man City and the top six didn't want that. They don't want another club in. They they want to break away. Mm. Which is a load of bullshit. So I don't know, Newcastle are just, oh, we're shit, I know that. <laughs> but it's it's the thing is the, the, some of the best fans in the world you know 50,000 every week even yeah. in the championship 50,000 every week you know and if it wasn't wasn't for the fact that we've had great goalkeepers for the last 30 years uh-huh. we'd be playing in Sunday League football mm. and I think that's I don't even think that's a harsh thing to say because we have had some amazing goalkeepers mm. and every time I watch us play like even Carl Carlo on I guess say that so mm. he's he hasn't had a bad game all season. Mm. Who's the uh, Czech? Is it Czech? Dubravka, yeah, Slovakian, Slovakian, is he? Um, yeah. uh, but Newcastle made some good signings uh, in the transfer window. No, we didn't. We but signed players from teams who got relegated the championship. No, but yeah, Jamal Lewis is a quality left. He has settled in very well. I've liked him, but again, you you're back like. I like that Callum Wilson's got a couple of goals. Mm. I do like Ryan Fraser. I always like Ryan Fraser yeah. on the board, but you're still, they're still saying the players who are getting relegated to go play in the championship. So yeah, you're yeah. technically buying championship standard players. <sighs> for me, for, okay, yeah, yeah. I can but really you know what I mean? It's nice to see fresh faces. I do like, yeah. like getting Andy Carroll back. Like, what the heck was that about? I know he's on like a pay as you play kind of yeah. deal. <laughs> so he's not getting paid. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> But it's just, and then Joe Linton, like, nothing I guess, like, see the death threats and shit he was getting from people online, that's, that's out of order. Yeah. But who decided, he, like, he, he, when Rafa left and Steve Bruce got hired, mm-hmm. Joe Linton was signed in the middle of that. So who decided he was getting signed? Who decided he was worth 40 million? He's shit. He plays better as a right winger than he does as a striker. <laughs> he's actually decent. See, running with the ball, mm-hmm. he's decent. Because he's six foot two and built like a brick shit house. Mm-hmm. He just can't score goals. Which I'm sorry, he's a he's a Brazilian striker. Yeah, he's supposed to you know be. What I mean? yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would I would take any any Brazilian striker in history yeah. for over him. Ah, uh, it'd be nice to have Pabeto. Remember Pabeto? <laughs> watching Newcastle though, was it? What, I mean, now is it the same as as watching it then for me? Is it the? Sorry, I'll be like Randy there. Oh, okay. That's fine. Fine. Well, you can take your tinfoil hat off. There's there's no tinfoil involved. <laughs> does it um does it feel is the frustration more of the inconsistency where you're like. Yeah, we played brilliant last week. Just put out that same team, and then you're like, no, same team. As far as the players go, there's a there's very little smile in the team. You notice when the Jamal the sales isn't playing. Because he is, a, he's a, a real cat. Like, he was made captain by Rafa when he was like 22, 23. He's a really good player. Um, well, he's not a great player, but he, he's, he, he tries, he has pride yeah, yeah. in the shirt. And I think that's an important thing. Armband. Yeah. Um, but there's just, yeah, it doesn't seem like John Joe Shelby's the most frustrating player on the team. I that man, I haven't seen a player pass a ball like John Joe Shelby since David Beckham. Just the way he just sprays that ball across, he's, he's phenomenal. I, I've seen John Joe play live, and I go, it's like watching the Matrix, it's mental. But 
there's just so many players who they just don't really seem to try and then you see like it, was, it came out of commentary on Friday like Sam Maxman oh he looks frustrated I'm like I know he beat six players and all the Newcastle players stand in their own half going oh yeah that's a hell of a run yeah. get in the box that's, it should be three or four of you at every attack in the box yeah but it's, and like, I don't, I'm not a professional footballer mm-hmm. look at me <laughs> but um, even I know that they got some the most basic stuff yeah it would be nice even if like I remember when we were we were kids and football coach was like don't be an idiot magnet the football's an idiot magnet what he yeah. meant was like the play always follows the ball yeah but there needs to be an element of that where like people need to go oh the ball's going forward yeah I'll go forward yeah, yeah. go to yeah. where the ball's going let's, where let's try and do a Man United tactic and get all men in the box after 12 minutes yeah you know, let's do that let's, let's, we let's, might get a goal let's see what happens speaking of United uh, 3-1 win against uh, everyone Thank God. Did well, you? as we said, thank God that Everton have returned to being Everton. Yeah. Because we were like, what the what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was really going to bet on them in the league. It's like, it's, <laughs> this will be the year I actually get the cube later on. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bernard scored for Everton 1 0 to begin with. And I'm really surprised it wasn't uh, Calvert Lewin. Just because of the form he's been on at the minute. He's red hot, but he's, he, he's he really. Class, yeah, yeah, but he's really cooled off. And. Like comparison to people like Patrick Bamford and uh, Ollie Watkins and Aston Villa, um, who are still playing class. But then uh, Bruno Fernandez, uh, or is it, how do you pronounce his surname? Yeah, Fernandez. Fernandez. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I see. Portuguese was probably Fernandez. Fernandez. No, no, the front is actually. I think that's Spanish, so we're probably being racist there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> um, he scored twice before half time to make it two one, and Edison Cavani got his first goal for United in the jerseys. Yeah, so everyone was like what have we signed that guy for I'm like we also signed Bastian Schweinsteiger who's older and yeah. we also signed uh, Ibrahimovic because you're like here's a guy who can sell shirts and will actually have a good go with it like, I mean, that, that was the start of United's demise when they started buying all those players past their peak yeah. United never used to, they always used to buy guys with 26, 27 yeah, and they yeah, just a guy who they get in. four good years out of yeah, yeah. Like, he, like Veron you know like he was probably the last Oh, he did not work out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was the last like, player of that caliber that they signed, and he just did. Van Persie. Even when they signed Van Persie, Van Persie was sort of, I think, over the. He was over. He was over the top. I think from that point because he had given obviously his best years to Arsenal. So yeah. he was still a solid player, and he was buying. He was buying them in United. Yeah, it was great for the Netherlands. He, as well. We didn't get him when he was like yeah. twenty three, twenty four. Yes, yeah. you could see for his plan stopped about three years before he left. Because remember, he used to just like every season go right. This is the team. That's like where's the weak spots. Let's just fix it. Yeah, but he stopped doing that. And then it was just like, I need to win one more league title. Same anniversary, right? I've done it. Right. Yeah. See you later. See you guys later. One, then, of, one of the things with that as well is when we talk about the pack schedules is, because obviously years ago, and you, you could probably do the exact same with the Newcastle team, there was like a start in 11. There was no who the Fox playing this week. Yeah. It was like, I could name you like the 94 United oh, yeah. team. Oh, and that was, the, they played every game yeah. and occasionally Dion Dublin came on and scored a header. You know what I mean? That was, uh, that was it. The I'd still, even, even in their 50s, I still take the Newcastle team in the 90s mm. to play now and do a better job. No, like Alan Shearer sticking in there, he's still not, not going. Who? Oh, oh yeah. don't you dare! Don't you dare! Remember that? Who who scores last ever goal against? Uh, it's, it's yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, moving on to technically the, it was Celtic in the <laughs> uh, Moving on to the West Ham Fulham game. Did you guys see the highlights? I did. A penalty. Oh. Here, Touch uh, of class that was. Okay, number one. <laughs> I just, I just clicked on family Rama because I watched the highlight. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that poor kid. Like I face. Like, at the balls to step up in injury time to take a penalty but this goes back to the, my, my pet hate with penalties why aren't strikers taking penalties why did Mitrovic not step up and take a penalty 
I have no well Mitrovic has been quite cold for Fulham this season as well but, but he should definitely but be, he's yeah. your centre forward yeah exactly um, <laughs> the thing I find funny about this whole thing is Fulham's keeper's uh, surname Areola <laughs> is that a surname? yeah that's a surname <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm he saying, made a yeah, yeah, no, 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 he made a tit out of himself. Liverpool used to have a fullback called Arbol- Arboloa, was it? Yeah, yeah. Arboloa. Arboloa. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the quality we're here for. Exactly, this is the quality content you guys come here for. Yeah. Um, Thanks for your <laughs> So, uh, Sebastian Hilaire hit the crossbar, uh, Aaron Cresswell hit the crossbar from a free kick, which is weird because he never takes them. Um, and then Sochak scores in the 91st minute for us, and we're like, I. Watching the game, uh, or well, at least watching the highlights, West Ham fully deserved to get the win. Yeah. But that uh, it's such a typical West Ham thing to give away a last minute penalty when you've just scored in the oh, last yeah. minute. That's the most West Ham thing you can do. Um, and Lookman just fucks it up. <laughs> it's just. Oh. I don't think who was, who, who was doing that was Fabianski doing that yeah Fabianski yeah. he, he nearly looked like he didn't believe it happened yeah. himself he but flapped he, a wee bit he, yeah. he was really he was like tensed up to move and the ball moves and he kind of shudders and then goes no it's kept up will it? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That. Uh, okay yeah we're done mm. <laughs> moving on to Sunday now uh, Man City against Liverpool this was supposed to be like the game of the season so far no this is when Sky Sports are over hype and so oh. they get you to pay 15 quid for it a man and I paid that 15 quid for it did you watch that one? I watched it man oh. so, are they still charging I thought yeah. they've done away with no, it no 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 uh, well I think they're doing away with it from the weekend just passed so th- this was the final weekend oh bro I would have given you a link <laughs> <laughs> but um, the game so Salah scores a penalty 1-1 or 1-0 sorry uh Gabriel Jesus scores for the second game in a row yeah. and scored midweek in the Champions League equalises 1-1 Kevin De Bruyne uncharacteristically misses a penalty yeah. and then I fell asleep actually? yeah it was such a boring game first half was decent yeah second half was just like oh. it was just like I was like watching paint trial let's just get this over and get home and watch heartbeat exactly <laughs> 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 that's, that's going to be my saying now in the podcast let's get this over so we can go home and watch heartbeat <laughs> it's, going, it's going to replace can you do it the rainy Tuesday night stuck uh, that's good um, Arsenal getting beat now this is the upset of the uh, weekend for me yeah. Arsenal nil Aston Villa 3 at the Emirates what the hell's going on with Aston Villa oh, man. I, hate, I hate I hate Aston Villa as much as I hate I hate it Aston Villa had a vent right Aston Villa and Newcastle have zero history there's mm. no animosity there's nothing there right first season we got relegated we had to win on the last day of the season mm-hmm. at Villa Park and we didn't um, for some reason Villa fans decided to just just abuses and just like you know all this relegation slabber it wasn't banter it was like pure it was vile shit and you're like but we have no history yeah. and we then so that. then so then when we got back up to the premiership now every time we play the fans have a real there's a real hatred between them mm. just because they were so grace, uh, ungracious yeah. yeah 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 arseholes arseholes the only thing I like about Aston Villa Paul McGrath <laughs> <laughs> that's, and, that's, and you know that's Park, Shake Stadium they're bothering crap. I was going to say, who else? Steve Stoughton was Aston Villa, wasn't he? Andy Townsend played. So a lot of Arsenal players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, squad at one point. Like. Yeah, yeah. Even Villa now, they have some quality players like Ollie Watkins and Ross Barkley's on loan there. Greedy. Jack Grealish, yeah. Unbelievable. Could um, play for Ireland too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Emilio Martinez, is yeah. that the keeper from. Yeah. Oh, 
Uh, Arsenal. Do you know what I found out last night? What? Haaland plays for Borussia Dortmund. Do you know where he was born? Yeah. Leeds. Because I know who his dad That's still nuts. Yeah. I was like, Gareth Southgate must be raging. Yeah, yeah. But then Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate legitimately said in the press that there's no competition for Jordan Pickford at England number one That's right. I was like you're full of shit he also won't play Jack he doesn't he gets questioned about Jack Grealish and then talks about somebody else yeah, like, yeah Jamie Sancho's class he really <laughs> doesn't like I Grealish is amazing yeah he's I don't have calves like him <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got some chunks on me but Jesus they're <laughs> he's um yeah Villa I actually know I, I know a Villa fan as well and I was like what's that like he was like it's the most surreal thing where you're watching a battle for releg- you know they're watching them in a relegation battle and then they'll just for the crack beat somebody 3-0 yeah. and then the next week lose 2-1 in a yeah. shit game it's weird when you have when you meet people who support clubs like that like I know why you support West Ham yeah. as spite for your dad uh-huh. you know said that yeah yeah I support Newcastle because of I was like oh. spite for yourself no yeah because you know, everybody when I grew up was like United fan stuff I was like yeah. oh, I don't want to be I don't want to support United and plus I like Newcastle mm-hmm. um but like you, when you meet like Aston Villa fans or like a Knott's Forest fan, it's yeah. like our age. You're like, why? It's like because their dad probably did, and when they were born, they were decent. Yeah, and then they just it's like Spurs fans. Yeah, like, like Spurs were decent in the eighties, and then they've just never been great again. But yeah, you're kind of fair. stuck. Like, like yeah, I'm sure Woodsy would admit to that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's like Leeds fans as well. A lot of Leeds fans would be older guys because they were the big teams. Yeah, a lot came out teams. of the woodwork when they got promoted. There's a lot of Leeds fans came. I was like, I've been friends with you for like ten years. Yeah, yeah I've never. How did I? You've never put on a Leeds top. I know one Leeds fan. And then I remember the, f- it was the first day of the Premier League season this year. I was sat in the John Hewitt having a pint. Well, not in. It was outside because because still couldn't sit inside yet at this time. And a guy walked in, ordered a pint, sat down, took off his jacket, was wearing a Leeds top, and I called the manager over. And I was like, Connor, because you know I like to wear football tops. Normally I wouldn't dob somebody in, but he was wearing a Leeds top. And I was like, Connor, he must be twenty. Only he's wearing a Leeds top. Have a word. He wasn't alive last time you were in the room. And then he had the cover up. The roundabout, up, the roundabout of my house had there's like two, three statues in the roundabout. Somebody put like a 1994 Admiral Leeds top on one of the statues. I saw that. Yeah, up uh, as if you're driving. The house, the house was yeah, 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 up there, and then somebody had a, the, one of them. I think the statue standing like that, so they put a sign in the hands yeah. and leads her back. The council came and instead of taking the jersey off, they cut it off, and I was like, because somebody said to me, "Yeah, I saw them cutting that off." I was like, "That's probably worth a few pounds." Yeah, yeah. that's a quality vintage <laughs> jersey right there. The Admiral Leeds, because that would have been like. Because Leeds is who United bought or account that from. Yeah. Because they yeah. won. They won the last ever. Was it? Did they win the last ever league, like football league, before it became the Premier League? Uh, I think it's either them or Liverpool. Liverpool won the yeah, last ever. Sure. It was Liverpool. Yeah, I think no, it was Liverpool. Ninety two, ninety three was the first league series of the Premier League. Ninety one, I think, was definitely. Leeds. Uh, you, you, you. Oh, you, you, no, no, you are right. Yeah, Leeds. No, you are. Uh, Sorry. Yes. Remember, it had been thirty years since Liverpool won. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fact yeah. check that while I go over the scores from the Villa game. So, um, Saka on goal, two goals for Ollie Watkins. Um, and normally we don't go into the Scottish Premiership. But with Rangers winning eight 0 against Hamilton and Celtic winning four one against Motherwell, I think that's, that's where the we uh, yeah. we tip of the hat. Um, yeah. Fun is, fact: Is there any point of having a Scottish Premier League? No, it's a two horse race. Yeah. So I have a fun fact: It's Saka plays for Arsenal. Yeah. My brother used to teach him English. Lit. Oh. There you go. Apparently <laughs> he's a very studious uh, oh, uh, he, fellow. Yeah, he loves uh, no goal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and a fellow probably as well. <laughs> Um, uh, just briefly want to talk about I'm not going to go into the game uh, Leeds against Palace but uh, the VAR decision with uh, Bamford's first goal 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, why? I... Uh, like... Yeah. It's it's the fact that it's his arm and it's literally like just the for- first portion of his arm. His forearm and hand is offside right. where he's pointing where he wants the ball to go. Number one, he can score with that part of your body. No. So it shouldn't matter. Yeah. And number two, regardless, like if you're pointing with your foot, then you're doing something wrong. But with... It's just so frustrating thinking that uh, you know teams like Leeds who are newly promoted and have a chance to get a little bit of momentum in a game which can lead on to a game and then the next game the yeah. next game and stuff like that and it can all come from these crucial decisions that VAR are really fucking up yeah. like the majority of the time and don't get me wrong some of the stuff that VAR has done like with that uh, West Ham goal uh, Jada's goal against West Ham uh, it wasn't a goal VAR disallowed it and that was 100% right and I'm not just saying that as a West Ham fan yeah. because Jada did uh, go or uh, what's his name uh, Shakiri did go into Fabianski um, so in that respect it gets it bang on but it just seems with the offside rule they just continuously seem to keep fucking it up I don't understand why ex-players are not in charge of that yeah of, of the rule it's like because you don't understand like Roy Keane was talking about it the other day it's like you know whenever the handball against uh, you know against um, who was it in the Man City Liverpool game the Gomez or oh yeah yeah and he, he was like you don't realise how fast that ball leaves Kevin De Bruyne's foot yeah there's no way he said you don't know because you're not a player mm-hmm. how fast the ball travels and it seems to like I don't understand why ex-pros are like Jimmy Carter talks about like oh we go up to the VAR thing and we yeah. see how it works I'm like yeah but why aren't you being employed there because yeah. you because at the end of the match you pick it apart and I, I always go oh, I agree yeah. with what you said yeah mm-hmm. you're 100% right I don't understand why it's like it's like fucking hell I mean, people are making decisions about things they don't understand mm-hmm. it's always like you know people make it they do Politicians not running yeah. bars, yeah, because it doesn't affect them. Yeah, do you know like you're making decisions about something that doesn't affect you? Yeah. You have no experience of it, so I don't understand why footballers are not. They don't have to be the, the final say, but yeah, are they are they even consulted? Yeah, that's all saying was ridiculous. Yeah. But it, Bam, Bamford's is the stupidest one I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's literally yeah. perfect where example. he wants the midfield yeah. to put the ball, which yeah, is yeah. what yeah. a smart forward does. Yeah. The only way and you should really be offside is if a part of your body that can score, like if his head yeah. is in the lead, you go right, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. But him, he can't score with his hand. Yeah. And when you, you're, you know, even if he wasn't pointing to where it meant to be, you're running. So you yeah, yeah, exactly. I, it makes fucking. Uh, sense, uh, and in ter- in terms of defending as well, uh, we've seen it. I would say the past couple of years, but definitely more this season with the amount of uh, penalties that are given from handballs uh, that you know wouldn't normally be given in any other circumstance. Because you'd be just like, I just, it's just played off and it's okay. Nobody's yeah, yeah. doing that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it was ball to hand more than handball, um, and now all you see is these, <laughs> you know, like kind of like armless defenders, yeah. you know, like arms straight behind the back whenever anyone's in the and like you can't that that puts you at a disadvantage mm-hmm. in terms of defending. It's a big one because once you do that, once you put the arms behind your back, if the guy doesn't take his shot or if he doesn't cross, if he moves again, yeah. it's literally to get back into position. The dude's past you before yeah. you're like. 
like, we'll have to run again. Exactly. Mental. I don't know. Uh, but you know, that was that was definitely the stupidest like sort of VAR mm. of the common sense where the other went, no, it's grand. Yeah. Well, why aren't referees challenging it? Refer- uh, how many times is a referee going, actually, VAR, you're wrong. I'm, wa- I'm literally watching what you watched and you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I get that you call them over and say, do you want to have a look at that yourself? But yeah. It's, it's, it, but they are looking, that's the problem. They are looking at every decision. They're yeah, honest. just going, aye, all right. Going, aye, 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 <laughs> sure. It'll be something for them to talk about in match of the day. Um, so, international break this week. Uh, uh, do you want to do games to watch? Is there any games to watch uh, in international football? Uh, I haven't watched international football in years. <laughs> um, Northern <laughs> Ireland on Thursday play Slovakia and Serbia play Scotland. On Sunday, Austria against Northern Ireland, Wales against Ireland, uh, Belgium against England, and then Wednesday, Ireland against Bulgaria. Uh, Bulgaria. I was doing so well with our pronunciations today as well. Um, <laughs> the Republic of Ireland playing Bulgaria? Yeah, um, Northern Ireland against Romania and England against Iceland. If you're into international football, hey, yeah, that's for you. If not, that's that's golf, isn't it? Good, good luck waiting for the premiership to start. I love how you've got a football fan who doesn't watch football. I was going to say, just on the international debate, is it because people are now making so much money they don't give a bollock? Yeah, like, I think, I think why that's true. I'm really afraid of going and getting fucking injured. Added, like, uh, play your country is not a deal it was they had a bit of double edged sword as well remember Gary Neville started it way back in the day that all the England players had to donate their entire purse from the FA to charity I don't know if it's it's like even though that's a noble the thing that that was maybe after that players are going well actually I'm not getting the money yeah. so I really don't care because yeah. it should be an honour to play for your country oh, 100% well depends if you like the country or not well, <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on to story time Story time this week, Mick. This is what you're here for. You are our story of the week. Oh, you really? really? Yeah. yeah. So Mick has been brought today because he's a big fan of Tell Us Your Team. St. Pauli. St. Pauli. That's not even a champ. I just, yeah. I just made that up. In German, is it St. Pauli? St. Pauli. And it's not Pauli, it's Pauli. Pauli. St. Pauli. Okay. Yeah. So who was St. Pauli first? St. Pauli are uh, a team that are based in the city of Hamburg in the north of Germany. Um, I'll not bore you with this first 60, 70 years of their history, but... Um, <laughs> In the I think it was in the sort of seventies and eighties during the gentrification, the attempted gentrification of the St. Pauli region of Hamburg, uh, there was a lot of squatting going on. Mm-hmm. The club moved to the port uh, side of the town, the near the Reaper Ban, uh, big red lake district, a lot of her houses, you know, mm-hmm. just what every football fan loves. Um, yeah. So what you're saying is uh, St. Pauli is made up of like it's the football team from the red light district. Yeah. So it's not like the prostitutes playing, is it? Oh, they 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 used to no no <laughs> no, no. Uh, no that's what they're based. But because of uh, because of the liberal ethics of the people there, it was a club that kind of. Uh, there was a lot, a lot of neo Nazism going around, going around at the time. A lot of football hooliganism, and the people of Saint Pauli did not stand for it. Like, We're not having this shit. We don't want football to be about this. Um, so the club was based on tolerance. Uh, the the all the graffiti in the in the stadium it preaches no homophobia, no racism, no sexism, no. There's like in German, it's uh, I can't pronounce it, but it says no human is illegal. There's a lot of Star Wars uh, artwork and things like that there. There, there's no if you if you come with any kind of prejudice, you're not allowed, you're not welcome there. 
What's the point then? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, so they, that's they, they they're no, they're just a club that basically have devoted their like they're not they're a club for the people. Um, they do so many great things to the community. Like I, I know when I've been there, like I've, after the game, like so when you go to the bar to get your drinks, you can serve it in a plastic cup. And as with any football match or any sporting event you've ever been to, at the end of the game, there's always rubbish everywhere. So the homeless people go around and clean up, collect the cups, bring them back to the stadium, and the and the club give the homeless people money for cleaning up. If you're unemployed, your tickets are cheaper. Uh, refugees get them for free. There's a music school in the stadium for refugee children and homeless children that's uh, funded by Levi. Um, there's just there's just a there's just a great club, man. Yeah, that's I, I I could sit here for hours and talk about them. Yeah, but it 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 really does seem like they're it's they've taken the motto more than a football club. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's still, it sort of spawned out of the punk. There was a there was a punk guy. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he went to a match and brought the skull and crossbones flag with him. Mm-hmm. And it was just after that, it just sort of became... Adopted almost. Yeah, yeah, it was that sort of thing. Because Skull and Crossbones represents pirates. Yeah. It represents the poor against the rich. Mm-hmm. And then they just adopted that. And as also, also with Hamburg being a port town, it's that kind yeah. of nautical thing that just goes with yeah. it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so with um, them being in League 2, um, their main rivals are now in the same league as them. Uh, with Hamburg yeah. so what's uh, what's the dealio with that is it kind of like old firm or because you've been to a couple of the yeah. uh, I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly Hamburger Stead Derby is that, is that uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I will yeah that's what it, you would call it um, they're Hamburg they're called <laughs> they're actually called some polyphones called the Huns <laughs> Um, What's that it's, really, it's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. So there's this weird thing where so so Polly and Celtic have a connection, mm-hmm. a bit of a kinship, but it's it's it is something to do with more of the fact that you know the uh, the working class nature of both clubs. Yes, yeah. um, they used to play pre-season friendlies. It's a, it's just a relationship that sort of has grown up over mm-hmm. time. Um, an organic thing, nothing political. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then. Rangers fans decided that they would support Hamburg. Hamburg. Yeah, it's part of the was it the Blues Brothers? So there's Linfield, yeah. uh, Rangers, Chelsea, and uh, Hamburg. Yep. Yeah. So they decided that's who they would support on Hamburg and vice versa. So the last derby I was at at the Mellon Tour, which is St Pauli Stadium, um, I was in with the Ultras. Because that's the best place to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, where the Hamburg fans were, there was a Union Jack that said no surrender. And I was like, of course, what the fuck? Am I a Linfield match here? <laughs> Am I in Windsor Park? What the hell is going on? This is mental. Um, and, and there is a lot. Of, so, like, whenever we would go, like, we would only wear our colour. Even though we're in St. Pauli, and St. Pauli are playing at home, uh, we would still only wear our colours on the day of the match because you knew you'd be safe. Yeah. Because you'd still see a load of zombies walking about in Rangers tops in, in the middle of Hamburg and you're like, this is it's very strange. So you mm. like like we we went there for football and for the fact that it's it's such a tolerant club and yeah. just the community aspect of it, and then you're still getting that whole shit from home mm. showing up and you're like 
Never well, leave. Because usually, like, see, when you go abroad anywhere, like, you know, if you were in New York or anywhere, and you hear an Irish accent, you go, oh, you, that your ears perk up, and you go, oh, where are you from? But when you're in Sopali and I hear a Belfast accent, I don't do that. Yeah. I, I, you, I, you, just, you, yeah. you do, you do, because you just don't know who you're, but the thing is, like, the bars will be even drinking, like, the Reaper Bands, the Red Light District, it's actually split in two, half of it is where St. Pauli fans, well, not St. Pauli fans would go, but it's in the St. Pauli District, mm-hmm. and the other half is more towards up the Hamburg end. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a barrier, and there was one time we got to the barrier, and the cops were like, turn around, you go back that way, if you come this way, you'll get smashed. And like that's if you're seen in that area of town with your St. Pauli clothes, you get killed. Is it, um, is it like a Southern range? Just it's, the clubs are ideologically different as well? Well, if, the, if you talk about St. Pauli being very, like the punk rock footballers, yeah. Is Hamburg, are they more towards the, yeah, the fascism, the right wing? Thing, that's the thing. I mean, Hamburg would deny this, but they're, Hamburg are not out and out fascists, but there is, it was definitely a big thing, especially during the 80s. Neither are Roma, but they've still got the lads throwing their Nazi salutes. I don't know, that's Lazio. That's Lazio. Sorry, yes. Fucking Ticadio. That's the thing, see, Ticadio went and played for Celtic, and then Celtic fans renounced them. Yeah, because of the whole Lazio thing. That's why everybody goes like, oh, who's your favourite West Ham player? And they all expect you to say Paulo Ticadio. I was like, why would you fucking say that? No, not at all. And especially managing in time for Sunderland as well. No, managing Sunderland. Yeah. Uh, no, I just think piece of shit. Yeah, but then so obviously so Hamburg had that those sort of morals that that Sopoli wouldn't go for. Yeah, but yeah, so Sopoli has like to have this connection, but they it was it was like we support you out of spite then, in spite of the others, and you're like what's well, nothing to do that. But there is also an element. There's also a sectarian element to Celtic fans, some Celtic fans, I should say. Not mm-hmm. a lot, but we know like, yeah, 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 Belfast, yeah. Yeah. We're it's not, not news. We're, to it's us. not news yeah. to people, but there there are. There are some Celtic fans. Like, I've been to St. Pauli whenever Celtic and Rangers were playing their old firm, and I've been in a bar where there's Celtic fans, and there's people who have come to Germany and they just weren't Celtic tops. And, like, there's a bar in, in St. Pauli called the Melantor Bar, and it's for, it's a Celtic bar. Yeah. And there's people who go there to watch Celtic games, and I'm just like, I'm sat there going, Am I in the GA in Ardoin? Why is why is everyone singing Republican song? Yeah. It's very it's very weird yeah, yeah. to be in that scenario. But each of their own, let them do what they want. Yeah, there's big um, heads on all fucking sides. But on the other side of that, for all the things that some Polly stand for, you know, the the principles of the club are paramount. So no homophobia, no Islamophobia, no sexism, no race, none of that, none of that. There was a player who played for Hamburg, um, two years ago. I cannot remember his name for life me, but I think I think he was Nigerian. And Hamburg were on a tear in Bundesliga two and he was playing really, really well. All the other clubs in Bundesliga two tried to bring the point to the league officials that this player was not registered properly, that his papers were not correct. Mm-hmm. Some Pauli fans took it upon themselves to defend this player who plays for Hamburg. Because his rights were being infringed mm-hmm. by the, all these accusations that I think turned out to be false anyway, but people were like clutching the straws. Yeah, Hamburg were on a tour, like really yeah. stop these guys. Were, yeah, because people like Braunschweig and Nuremberg are always going to yeah. be trying to get the Bundesliga one. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was like the classic Oba family Martins thing. He's yeah, been, he's been twenty one for twenty years. Now, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but Hudson Pauli fans were like, no, nah, we're not having that. Yeah. even though he played for their hated rivals, they were like, no, you're still you're infringing on someone's human rights. So yeah. they were like, no, no. 
Justice for yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, it's Which, more important than football, I guess. Absolutely. Um, as a St. Pauli fan, would you consider the Hamburg derby to be the number one derby, or would it be Bremen as well, uh, just from being the, from the north of Germany? Uh, well, the Hamburg one is the it's definitely the the most passionate one. Yeah. But the thing, I mean, I got been to them, and like I brought a friend of mine who's a staunch Celtic fan to see the derby at the Mellon Tour mm-hmm. and after the derby like we won that day and he said to me he says that by the old firms that don't even occur to the atmosphere yeah. I felt in here it was on but like when the players walk out players walk out down a tunnel I'll show you the photos after but there's a tunnel and it's it's the skull and crossbones obviously it's our local but the way it's painted it's whenever you look at it from a distance, it's straight. And yeah. You have to walk through it, and then when you come out, it's Hell's Bells by ACDC. Flowers going off everywhere, flags. It's mm. mental. No drinks served during the derby. It's the only oh, match. It's the only game derby. you can't get beer at. Um. So all the Hamburg fans are in their corner, and Hamburg were losing, and what to try and get in a attempt to get the game stopped. The Hamburg fans are firing flowers into the Sapporo fans. Mm. And then the Hamburg captain, which is shit you do not see in the Premier League, the Hamburg captain jumps into the stands and goes to the leader of the ultras, goes, knock it in the head. Yeah. Well, Because you're going to get us fined in the Sunday exactly. Which is an amazing thing to see. Yeah. And the, the, there was a point as well that the, the St. Pauli captain jumped into our stand to speak to the ultras and say, because yeah. we're firing flourish all over the pits. Mm. It's just shit that happens. Yeah. Um, and it's, 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 it's unbelievable. Like, the atmosphere is... It's, it's mental and then when you like, even before you get into the stadium the army and the police everywhere it's just mm. nuts it's it's uh, it's 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 so hard to explain and then even when you go to the bar afterwards like all the bars every bar has a barricade of cops outside it so they're not stopping you from getting it it's a St. Pauli bar mm. so you, they can see your colours they let you go in but it's to stop the Hamburg fans from getting in yeah. it's every bar has a barricade outside of it yeah. it's a, so the cops are in bouncers on Derby Day <laughs> effectively yeah it's <laughs> because, it, because there has been so much violence because probably the most famous there's been loads of violence but the most famous story probably from the Derby was uh, St. Pauli got promoted the Bundesliga in 2010 and then they played uh, 2010 2011 season they, they were to play Hamburg um, earlier that season the, ha- the St. Pauli goalkeeper was at a train station and he got jumped by a lot of Hamburg fans and battered and I'm nearly sure he got a broken jaw he, he definitely got body injured so later that year when St. Pauli played Hamburg at their stadium in the derby and St. Pauli won it was this iconic image of him running because all the corner flags have you know, every club has mm-hmm. their logo on the yeah. corner flags and he runs to the corner flag where the Hamburg thing is and he just does a big he does like a, a Hulk Hogan style drop kick on the on the corner flag or uh, just like a big boot of the face yeah. kind of a thing That's on, on the flag and, and it's become this iconic image mm. uh, it's kind of like uh, Graham Sooners planting the is it, yeah the Fernabache uh, yeah. thing in Galatasaray exactly because <laughs> um, yeah the, there's so much hatred so then but then that season somebody got relegated in the Bundesliga 2 and then they didn't play another derby again until two years ago which uh, we've since been to see them do so mm. I met this, it, if you're going to see one club they are, they're unbelievable and there's like a, this, this big family as well you get 
guys from all over the world. I have seen, like, I've traveled around the world and I have seen yeah. Frank Pauli stickers yeah. walking everywhere. Any bar you go in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's even caused us to discover other clubs like Real Vallecano, who's a third club in Madrid. We went to see Real play and some Pauli fans from, like, Italy were there. Because we saw the Sapolian, we expect we'd be German, like, no, we're Italian. It's like, what? It's, it's, it's such a mad community. Mm. And then you've got, like, oh Christ, there's so many teams. I mean, it's, it's, it's punk rockers, isn't it? It's like yeah. People yeah. who want to, um, yeah. who, are, who are into football, it's, so it's musicians, posts, artists. Uh, the real open yeah. minded, the free thinkers, and mm, just yeah. like, look, it might not be the best football team in the world, but it's our team. We found yeah. a, we found somebody who yeah. shares an ethos. 100%. As I say, I, I, you could talk about for hours and hours and hours about it, but it's. You know, trying to put it down into ten minutes. Well, here's the one thing: how do you, how did you get tickets for Derby? Surely, if you live in the city of Hamburg, that's hard enough to get tickets nope. for. So there is a, a an organisation called the Fan Lane, and they are the they so they are they've got their own shop in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So the agreement is with the club because it's a it's like a lot of German teams, a lot of fan input. Oh know? yeah. So the so the Fan Lane gets an allotment of tickets. That is kept for international travelling fans. Yeah. Yeah. So every time there would be a match that we want to go to, all the mates would go right, because they don't get released until the, the day after the, the the home game before. Yeah. On the emails, everybody email, and then more often than not we get lucky. Sometimes we haven't got lucky, but then we know guys. We go yeah, through there. We go here. Could you get? And then they get you tickets, and it's like twelve euro. Yeah. A ticket. Yeah. I uh, last time I was in Bremen, uh, we went to uh, it was. Uh, Stuttgart against in the Wallstadt and it was dirt cheap tickets yeah. like um, great seats as well yeah dirt cheap though and like drinking dirt cheap because you know Bex yeah. and Bremen and stuff like that it was just I don't know the perfect footballing experience I love it the beer is so cheap like yeah. the, the beer in St. Pauli is called Astra yeah and, uh, I, uh, whew, that's my St. Pauli story it was a segue take it away Darren uh, I was touring with a band called The Danger Fields about 15 years ago when we were in Hamburg for a gig uh-huh. and we had driven I think it was 18 hours pretty much from Dover to Calais and then drove from Calais to Hamburg oh. in a van it was tight going got there and then um, the gig the gig we were going to the first gig we were going to didn't actually happen so the play, we got, got there and we're like, where's the venue closed? We're like, oh, you guys were late, so I thought you were coming to close the venue. I was like, fuck. So we were in, it was in the Reaper Band. So we were in the Reaper Band and I was like, there's a football stadium over there. And then I was like, it's freezing out here. It was like February. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to find a fucking bar. And it was only two of the boys didn't drink, but I was like, you fucking stay in the van then. So they came in with me and I went in and I got this. I went in and there was this beautiful, you know, like punk rocker girl behind the bar and there was stickers everywhere. And I was like, oh, I've seen that logo before, you know, it was real punk rock looking, and she like tattoos and you know, yeah. real cool like fifties looking, and she was wearing a St. Pauli skull and crossbones. And I was like, um, I was like, well, what's what's like your local beer? And she gave me this, and I was like, much is that? It was a big bottle. It was like two euro. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you will do for me. <laughs> yep. So I get stuck in. I only had it four. It's fucking safe. <laughs> but then the thing about you saying the club being so inclusive, we were telling them, we were like, yeah, we're in a band and we're we're uh, just sleeping in the van tonight. And she mm-hmm. was like, no, no, no wait here she went and made a phone call mm-hmm. and she came back and she was like we have a youth hostel upstairs there's no one staying in go and sleep upstairs that's fucking like, class they, they put us up for the night that's class that's, that's it's just like that yeah uh, that's always sleeping on the streets it's dangerous right here and I was like okay uh, it's it's mental it, it's I before I get really get emotional talking about because I just I, I fell in love with the place the first time I went and I've been back so many times and, and that's the one thing that I've missed the most apart from working is not being able to go there because we go twice a year mm. at least and it's like 35 euro on flights 
and then when you get to Hamburg Airport, it's a three euro train ride to suck to the Reaper Band, get you digs for 20, 30 euro a night, and the beers one year, one year eighty for a bottle of beer, and it's like I spend more on merch yeah. in the shop than I do flights and accommodation and beer. I swear to God, it's unbelievable. Does the, does the club use their merch money? Does everything go back into the club? Is uh, it all, yeah, it's all yeah. local funding? It's all yeah, well, this, that's the thing. Is, and what also the thing is, is like, see if you go, uh, there's like a couple of shops you can buy stuff from. There's the actual, there's, so there's an official club shop at the stadium. There's the fan lane, which is where you get all the real, really niche stuff. All the, like, I'll show you some stickers afterwards, the, the stuff you just don't get anywhere else. But then there's like, even like the wee bric-a-brac shops, mm-hmm. like just like a normal shop that's in, like, in town, they all sell the stuff for the same price. Nobody's undercutting anybody and yeah. nobody's doing anybody in. No matter if, they, they if it has themselves. that official Sampali logo on it, like on this one, you'll see there's a, see the logo there. Yes, and your name yeah. on your t-shirt. Yeah. That like if it has that on it, even at the airport, it's the same price. Yeah, there's no. It has to be no price gouging or anything like that. Unbelievable. I like them as well because, as we said about them being like a punk rock football yeah. club, yeah. I've, I'm I've been a punk since I was a teenager. Yeah. So I love stickers, hat, hat yeah. badges, yeah. all the stuff, all the accoutrements. Well, I am a sticker. Which is great. You are a sticker. That's that's a sticker of me on the pitch playing the violin. Very cool. The only laugh is this is it looks like you're wearing your fucking Newcastle top on. No, that's that's <laughs> from the actual. Yeah, that's the actual. That's the actual Astro top. It's, it's a lovely pop as well. Yeah. Um, because there's actually a guy in North Belfast. My friends had seen. Like, here, Mecker. They text me. Mecker's a fella wearing your Astro top down and up the Alton Road. Uh, I would get this text me once a week, and then one day I saw him. But again, it's in COVID times. Like, oh, I, I stop and have a conversation with a stranger. But it's just, it's just, it's a very random thing to be wearing. Yeah, yeah. It's, a very, it's a very nice thing. You know, because when we did our first uh, first trip there, we did a stadium tour, and I brought my violin with me because in my head I was going to busk on match day. Yeah. But then later found out you can't do it. You need a license and all that shit, so yeah. I didn't want to get in trouble. So it was grand. Also, it was in February. It was like minus twelve. Oh, that's yeah. not very punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when we did the stadium tour, I brought the violin with me, and when we finished, you finished the tour on the pitch. Well, that on the you know, like just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just to say. And I just said to the tour guide, "It's like, look, man, is there any chance I'll play Hell's Bells? If I, I'll, I'll play Hell's Bells if you let me take a picture." Mm-hmm. So I played Hell's Bells, and I made take a photo. And he, then he turned that into a sticker. So that's that's, like a, that's, a, that's a legit photo. And then I played Grace as well. Mm-hmm. But the big, the big, massive German tour guy, big Klaus, with six foot four, scary like a man, mm-hmm. started to cry. His mother used to sing that song to him Shit. when he was a baby. He used to sing Grace. And I was like, and then but he oh, later found out that he comes to Belfast once a year to see Cliffordville play. <laughs> <laughs> He's become, he's become the Belfast for like 30 years because he, he made friends with these lads from the club who go go to and then we were in St Paul the last day we were sitting having a drink and these lads were looking at us funny and my mate who, who uh, goes to St Paul with his own he owns Pizza Works and they were looking and he was like that's, that's two of my riders what are you doing here oh we're here to see St Paul yeah. so but anyway this sticker so like when you go to St Paul everywhere's covered in stickers so when we go I would take a load of these and stick them up everywhere and I legit have people who come up to me and go are you Militor Mick and like Germans recognise me I was like 
I'm a celebrity in Savoy. It's good. Makes a celebrity in Hamburg and nobody in Bali. Nobody in Bali is shit. If only we could translate this podcast into German, then we'd be thinking Hamburg. In Belfast, everyone's like, "That's your man, drinks the John Hoot." I've seen him in the sunflower. Definitely seen him in the sunflower. Not anymore. But for people listening, is there is there like some poly Belfast? Is there like a support club or anything? Or you guys? There's loads. There's loads. I support the club first. There's millions. If you look at the hashtag FCSP International. You will find a, so, a supporter club close to you. Um, yeah, um, yep, it's the best club in the world. Brilliant, Mick. Thank you very much for coming yep. on and doing story time with us because this saves us having to do one ourselves. Exactly, and next week's is really depressing. So the, yeah, this is good. Ham. Yeah, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> nothing to do with West Ham. Uh, it's just going to be me and Jordan. Uh, next week's podcast is going to be fifteen minutes going. Which week was here? Did you watch the highlights? International break. Uh, any goals? No, I just wrote in none of Yeah. <laughs> There was a yellow card in one game though, that was really cool. Uh, there. Okay, that is us for story time this week. Uh, okay, yes, that was uh, Injury Time Podcast. Uh, thank you, Violent Mick. Uh, as I like to call you Violent Mick, even though you're not violent. My PT calls me that because I used to break his equipment. And <laughs> to wrestle him. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Well, yeah, he is a pro wrestler, so... Um. There you go. Well, hang on, hang on as well. Um, the, the same thing I saw you put on your social media the other day, because you do guest on podcasts and you have your own now. What does Gavin call you now? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, it's 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 evolved into Miguel Podcastro, but that's more to do with the fact that I've got a grey beard and I wear a camo hat. <laughs> I thought whenever I saw it, and you're Cuban and you're Cuban, not, not Fidel. I thought it was a, a player a play on fiddle. I thought it was fiddle the podcaster. Yeah, uh, no, no. Gettis messaged me once. He'd seen a photo of me wearing um, a camo hat. Uh, actually, it was his camo hat, and then and just with my beard. He's like, bro, you look like Fidel Castro. And then Gavin was like, Fidel Podcastro. Nice one, yeah. well, perfect. No, 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 I'm getting you for Christmas now. <laughs> I just want cigars. No, no, yeah, a fully licensed St. Paulie cigar or something like that. A, a cigar and a copy of, a copy of Marxism. <laughs> a fresh copy. The Communist Manifesto. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, follow us on Instagram at uh, IPPod32 uh, and same on Twitter at IPPod32. Wait, hang on, hang on. Uh, All right, is, is, that you, where, is that where you are? Yeah. Oh, there you are. There yeah. you go. There you are. I shall be your second follower. Woohoo! Uh, oh, on Twitter? Yep. Oh, class. I should probably um, follow us too. Yeah, yeah, that, that, would, that would be smart. Uh, follow, follow me, not home from the shops, just yeah, virtually. Yeah, virtually. Uh, uh, what's your tag on Insta? At File and Mick, but follow at String Ninjas because we're a lot sexier together and we are apart. Yeah, smart. Uh, I'm at Jordan Robinson Comedy on Instagram. Darren's at, at Darren Matthews Comedian, correct? That's the one. And that's. Uh, we remembered to plug ourselves this week. That's good. That's, this means progress. Yeah. Now you won't sink in the bath. Well, hey, there <laughs> we go. This is essentially like our four fourth podcast and we're like did we remember to do all the stuff we talked about we did every time we release one you get a message from Jordan going I know what you're about to do (laughs) (laughs) okay see you guys next week bye bye